Paso a Paso <laughs> Podcast. Brought to you with generous support from the Keeler Foundation. Many of us are familiar with Twirl as a play space, but they also have provided a lot of online videos and things for families during COVID. Let's speak with Nikki today and learn more about all that they've been doing. Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Paso Paso podcast. My name is Miles, and I'm happy to be here back with you again as we wrap up the year 2020, uh, getting closer to the end of this season of podcasts. And I really appreciate both our partnership with KNCE, as well as all of you who subscribe to the Paso Paso podcast on your favorite podcast app. Today, we have a brand new guest, someone we haven't spoken with before, and someone who is also really integral to Paso a Paso and all of the, or many of the events um, and accessible options for families with young children in Taos. Uh, Nikki, would you like to introduce yourself? And thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks, Mal. Yes, good morning. My name is Nikki Ross, and I'm the executive director of Twirl Play and Discovery Space. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. Um, you know, before I was a part of uh, working with Paso Paso and Taos, the early childhood uh, provider network, um, I was very familiar with Twirl, as many people are. Um, it's a place that families know they can go and not only shop for toys that are of good quality for their families, but also play on this amazing free playground and play area. Um, how do you view Twirl and, and how do you explain that to the public as a, an entity that you are so much a part of? I still feel that a lot of people don't know the scope of um, Twirl's work and mission. Um, we did, we have been around for 14 years. I've been with them all that time. Um, and we began as a for-profit toy store with the playground and really a fairly limited um, vision of what we were going to offer in terms of programming. And and then, you know, as our own kids grew, Twill is um, staffed all exclusively by working mothers. And, you know, two other of my staff members have been there for 14 years. And my daughter was six months when Twill started and she's now a freshman. And, you know, as our kids grew and we recognized the the lack of opportunities in Taos for uh, kids to have inspiring out-of-school experiences, sort of like the kind you get in children's museums or science museums. We really sought to fill that gap and expand our programming to the point where I think 2014, we, you know, recognized that um, the programming aspect of our operations had really exceeded um, the existing structure. So we transitioned to become a nonprofit. Um, and we uh, were, up until this year, um, doing all kinds of programming, both on-site and off-site, throughout the community, um, in school programming, and then our signature community events. So Invent Event, which was going to be in its sixth year, um, the Paseo Global Cardboard Challenge. Um, so, yeah, we really try to look at how we can bring exciting creative play opportunities to kids in our community that might not have 
access to those kind of experiences. As you mentioned, there is so much that Twirl does, and much of it, um, I was going to say much of it isn't in the public eye, but it ends up being in the public eye. I think what the public doesn't see is the mindfulness of you and the staff um, in between events, um, all the planning that goes into it, all of the thought and adjusting. Uh, We're recording this in the middle of November 2020. Um, COVID in the nation and certainly in New Mexico and even Taos is uh, at an all-time high. Uh, we don't know where it'll go from here, hopefully down. But um, just to say that, obviously, the, the playground has been has been closed for safety um, is my summary. I'm not sure what else you'd explain about that. But also, uh, what I'm getting at is that there's been a lot of adjustments that it seems as though your staff and yourself have made and new plans and visions for how to engage with the community that you've already kind of activated and set in motion during this time. Yeah, that's right. We did um, make the decision to close Twill right in the middle of spring break as soon as there was this recognition of um, the danger of community spread. We uh, we were actually the first facility to close, which, you know, w- was really hard because families rely on us as a space to take their kids. And um, so we really looked at how we could continue to connect and serve families and really shifted our model both online and offline and really tried to use every medium and channel available to us. So um, we shifted our early childhood classes. You know, we've been doing um, these early childhood classes ever since we started music and ballet and theatre play Um, They are facilitated by Ivy Little and Amber Vasquez. Um, And we've had a steady and regular following for all these years. And then when kids kind of age out, we get a whole new crop. And so we really wanted to try and um, stay connected with those families. So we switched to a Facebook Live format. And then we added two other classes that really were designed to um, speak to the stress that everybody was feeling um, and continues to feel, quite honestly. If anything, it seems to be escalating. Um, So we introduced a Friday Feelings Corner hosted by Ivy, which is really wonderful. She does, she looks at um, a specific feeling, so jealousy, anger, fear, and um, through puppets and singing and storytelling, um, you know, names these feelings and, and gives kids a, an opportunity um, to process them. And then we also added a Monday mindfulness class, which continue, we continue to have. We actually have a new teacher, Anne-Marie um, Emanuele, who runs Mindful Frontiers. She's just started with us. So we... We kept our classes and then we added these two new ones. And to date, we've done, I think, 140. We get interaction through the Facebook chat. So we did those. And then um, we also introduced a series of YouTube videos with various um, at home projects. Um, so both early childhood ones and puppet shows. We did one on letter writing to help. Um, kids you know connect with grandparents 
We did one on the importance of the census, um, hand washing, uh, fun projects that were also speaking to, you know, kind of real things going on. We also did our Invent event online. You know, that was really hard. Invent event is, for me, one of our flagship events. We get a 1,000 plus 1,200 people last time and 65 community collaborators make it happen. And it's just this jam-packed afternoon of, you know, the whole community coming together to play and create and explore. And that was really hard that, that we can do that and I don't even know if we will get to do it next April you know it's it's really hard to try and plan um for next year certainly the beginning of next year um anyway so we did our invent event um and then in addition we we started um this uh, tempo column called at home with twirl and friends we were approached by Lynn Robinson the uh, editor to see if we wanted to um, host this column and that's been really lovely the the goal was to um, give community organizations an opportunity to share information uh, organizations working with uh, children and families um, you know that might inform inspire educate during these times and stay connected and we've had um, over 30 community collaborators from Youth Heartline and um, the Nurturing Centre to Agnes Travis in the uh, STEM Arts Lab, um, Taos Landrust, uh, Connie at Straight Arrow Road. And um, I think they, they have um, been really great. You know, they've become this kind of fixture. Um, then we also have a radio show, as do you on KNCE. Um, so we do a monthly radio show with Explorer, the science center in Albuquerque, and it's like a steam and maker uh, show on the, on the KNIC. Um, yeah, and then we've also um, been partnering with um, direct service agencies like Terrace Behavioral Health, Youth Heartline, Nurturing Center, as well as the schools to get resources into homes for play and learning. So um, through the summer, we every other week, we um, provided materials through the Family Food Program um, for for play. We, we gave out hula hoops and kites and balls and skipping loops and bubbles, and they came with like a fun flyer. Um, and then we've been doing these project bags that are filled with arts and craft supplies. Um, and we did 600 through the summer. And then right now we're doing our big community creativity project for the fall, the mass project. And we're distributing a thousand bags filled with, um, resources for making art masks and then a protective face mask that kids can decorate and then a little flyer with some social emotional kind of fun activities around wearing masks. Um, so we've tried to do, you know, kind of online, offline, radio, print, physical. It's been very tiring. <laughs> That's a lot. It's been a lot. 
Uh, real quickly, um, it seems as though Facebook and YouTube are two ways that people can access the videos. Yes, absolutely. So, um, I mean, through our website, all of these resources are archived. Um, everything we've done is available. So that would be the one-stop shop to go there. There's also a COVID resource page. Um, so you can certainly find out about that. And then our Facebook page, we will be sharing um, the content around our mask project. Um, we've done lots of little videos and there'll be an opportunity for families to access these creative uh, resource bags. Um, and the idea with that is we are going to do a art display with these um, masks in, in December in the Paseo window and then into the spring. Um, but, but what is the website and Facebook address? Um, it is twirltouse.org. Um, and then you can access the mass gathering, which is a um, big project for the fall directly from there. And I highly recommend uh, doing that. We really wanted to um, provide an opportunity to have some fun around masks because they're going to be with us for a long time and they have become a somewhat devices topic in our lives. So it was designed to add some depth and positivity around them. Um, and we have interviewed all different kind of mask wearers in our community, like Cipri, Dr. Cipri Haramiro at the hospital, the Taos Fire Department, Christina Sparong. And then there's all these fun um, videos that where you can go back in time or travel to different countries and explore Mars and lots of extension activities. So I do recommend looking at that. Yeah, we, we hope to open early spring. We are doing some um, building projects that we're excited about. We're adding an 88 bathroom downstairs and doing some, yeah, some hopefully refreshing and exciting changes when people do come back and we can open. Well, thank you, Nikki. I think we're going to need a part B here. So thank you for part A and sharing all the many things you and uh, Twirl are doing. Thanks to Nikki for joining us on this episode. Our next episode will include part two of that conversation where we will dive into the work that we share in working with individuals, families, and organizations in Taos to find new ways to continue to support families and young children in our community. Uh, we encourage you to uh, connect with uh, Nikki and Twirl on Facebook as well as their website. And the same for Paso. PasoTaos.org is ours. And uh, on there you'll find a lot of helpful resources and links to individuals we've interviewed as well as their programs. And hopefully you'll find uh, a way or two that your family can benefit. So PasoTaos.org, we'll uh, see you at the next episode.